Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Guys, thanks for hanging out with me yesterday. We had a good time. Did you have fun? You know, it's good. Guys doing good? Go back and watch the video. I told some of them, I said, I'm just making you better for your wife. Hallelujah. And all the ladies said, that was weak. And I could tell I'm not going to get nowhere with you guys this morning. Jeannie said it real loud. I said, <laughs> did, you, did you see me throw Dennis under the bus on the video? It was funny. I said something, and I said, oh, yeah, Dennis. <laughs> I don't even think you were in the room. Were you in the room? I threw Dennis under the bus. I was like, just look straight ahead, guys, and go like this. Yes, okay, okay. It was good. Amen? You excited? Isn't it cool? It's a fun time of year, ain't it? How many are you excited about sowing some seed? All right, Listen. You need to get the app. How many of you don't have the app? Chris Arnold Ministries app. You don't have it? Take out your phone. Get the app right now. Lauren, can we put the app two days? Put the two-day conference somewhere on the app. This financial seminar was good stuff. I understand you can't come to everything. Got kids, got life, got stuff. But you can listen to this. You need to go back. I found, I found Mystery Manna. That's my offering today. Now, you got to understand something. Let me teach, can I teach you something? Is it Okay. Okay, I'm going to do it anyway, but I just, whatever. Hebrews 9, 4, Passion Bible. Now, you need you to pay attention and go, okay, I'm listening to you. Now, whether you agree with me or not, that's your own business. But this is what I'm going to tell you guys. I got to teach you right because you know. If I find something in the word of God for this house, the people connected to me in the church, right, guess who gets the revelation of what God gives us? You, the partners, the people connected. That's how it works. Connectivity. Okay? So I went and, I went and found this stuff for you. Now, you don't want it. That's your business. But the saddest thing of all is somebody goes and takes your stuff. Don't do it. Just say, hey, you know what? It's for me. I'm going to take it. So I found this scripture. This scripture hit me. I went into that Hebrews, and God said, read that. I said, I don't even know what that means, man. What are you talking about with this? He said, look. He said, this is for you guys. So now, if God's given us for this for the church, and you're connected or you're a partner or you're watching, guess what this means? It's part of my harvest. Does that make sense? So, like, if you went out and did something and got something and brought it in, you'd be like, hey, let's go. It's for everybody. So I found you stuff. Now, when I find it, it's up to you what you do with it, but don't sit there and go, I don't know what to do. You got to take your faith and connect it in what I'm saying and make it part of your life. That's how it works. So I come in and you like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, listen, I'm like the prophet over the house. So I bring a word. You go, oh, that's my word. That word will carry you to what I said. Whether what I said or not makes sense to you doesn't make a difference. That's how God works his order. You got that? Why is that important? So I'm going to talk to you about mystery, man. And some of you are going to say, like, how's God going to do that for me? And it's going to go right over your head. And hopefully somebody in back of you catches your harvest. Because it ain't, God don't play that business. Like, you didn't understand it. Well, he don't care if you understand it. I'm teaching you what to do. Just say, I'll take it. You ever go somewhere and somebody wants to give you something and you don't even know what it is, but you just know you need to just, just take it. Don't ask questions. Just take it. Just take it. You know what I'm saying? Look what it says here. Now, I need you to go back, get the app, listen to the two days. Because Wednesday and Thursday was all about your financial level going to another level and you need it. Why? Well, I don't need it. Yeah, you do. You need it just to give away. I don't even care if you need it in your house. You need it just to give it away. 
Like, you know, we, we're good. Man, I got so much I don't know what to do. Good, then go build an extension and get more stuff and then give away. I'm telling you, it's how it works, man. And thanks for sharing the sermon today. It's important. It can, now, I said, well, I don't know what heaven's this about. And he's talking about the Ark of the Covenant. It contained the golden altar of incense and the Ark of the Covenant of Mercy, which was the wooden box covered entirely in gold and placed inside the Ark of the Covenant. Mercy was the golden jar with mystery man inside of it. And Aaron's resurrected the rod. And I said, what in the heaven is mystery manna? In Exodus, he said this. He said, take a piece of the manna, and the mystery manna was the bread that he fed the children of Israel with. Manna came out of the sky. It was miracle provision given by God to the people of God. He said, put it in a jar and let them remember that I'm still the God of mystery manna. Why would he do that? To remind you that if God could feed them in the middle of the wilderness and they were rebellious, he could take care of your needs anytime he wants because he's still the God of miracles. It's miracle money. People say, well, there ain't no such thing as miracle money. Oh, yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. Mystery manna. Now, when I give you faith for this, what do you do? You start expecting it. Not only is the God of provision, he's the God of miraculous provision. Because I mean, you know, it takes a miracle to get bread to fall out the sky. And I got news for you. You want to know what? This bread don't run out. This bread can sustain. This bread can handle the test of time. This bread don't become worm rotten and riddled and messed up. This bread, it's miracle provision. So what happens when you get faith for that? You go, well, praise be to God. I believe God can show up with some mystery manna for me and give me some miracle provision and do some stuff that I can't do on my own. Why not? He's the God. Why would you tell? Why in heaven would God say, put it in a jar and let the people remember? He wanted a jar. Why do you want a jar? He said, put it on display. Put it on a case. He said, put it in there and let them know every time they think I can't watch me do it. Every time they think just maybe this is too crazy, guess what? Watch me do it. Come on, can he do it? Won't he do it? See, what's what you do? Mystery manna. What's that mean? Manna, you don't know where it's coming from. It's a mystery. I don't know where it's coming from. Because you, you're looking at your job. Your job can't supply your needs. Looking at your 401k, you looking at all this stuff, you're like, oh, God, I don't know how. Oh, God, I don't know how. God's like, why don't you look at the jar? <laughs> Somebody better to go buy a jar. Somebody buy a jar. Buy a jar. You get a jar, and right on it, I'm a, I'm a, you, better, you better send me the pictures, too. I want y'all to go get a mystery man in a jar. I'm serious, man. Next time somebody runs out of mayonnaise, put mystery man on that joker. Wash it out, though. Stink if you don't. Well, I said, some of you cheap, you need to go buy a new jar. <laughs> Cheapo, don't even spend three bucks for a jar. No, you know what I'm saying. Get the jar. Who's going to get a jar and put Mystery Man on it? You know what I mean? Remind yourself. You know what I mean by that? You know what I mean by that? You understand what I'm saying? Did I say it? Then you can have it. You know what I asked God? I said, man, what is, there's something wrong with me sometimes, you know. I was like, where do I come up with this stuff? He said, you didn't come up with it. I'm the one who told you about it. You didn't even know what Hebrews 9 and 4 said. I said, you're right. I said, what if I miss it? You know what I'm saying? Like, what if I miss it? He said, I'll still make it come to pass if they believe it. I said, God, what if I'm missing what you're saying? Not doctrinally incorrect, but what if I, like, you know, mystery man, I'm going to fall out the sky. God's like, you said it. I got to do it. That's why I don't. This, this, that's, the, that's, the, that's the crippling side of the ministry nobody wants to talk about. He'll do it, but I'll get corrected for it in, in the now. So I check before the correction comes because I'm smart. He, he said, green light, go, baby. You ain't getting me. Three people in this room getting me. 
He said, green light, go. That means when I shoot it out, if I was you, I'd jump out of the seat and tackle me. Don't tackle me. They got security. But, you know what I'm saying? I like, this joker said, mystery man, give me that. I'm taking that mystery man. I'll be flipping rocks tomorrow trying to find it. And it's not just about money. It's about the provision of God. That builds my faith. And let me tell you right here now, some of you think this thing's getting ready to expand around you. Why? God wants you to have multi-millions. Multi-millions. Why? Because you want, and don't get sticky fingers, don't get cheap, and understand what you got to do. That's the problem, people. You know what I'm saying? Say multi-millions. Yeah, what, what's God care about millions? Care about no money. God don't care about money like people care about money, but he knows you need it in the earth, so that's why we talk about money. And you're only, you, want, you want to know why I want you to get all the money? I told him in the morning this. You know, well, you want those prosperity preachers. No, I'm a, I, I, you want to know them? I'm a redemption preacher. And when you love redemption, I get mad at, I get mad at those three things. Lost people. Nobody should go to hell, man. That's ridiculous. Jesus died on the cross, so no one has to go to hell. If I got to snatch you out of hell and tell and some of you being a baby with the people you love, well, I don't want to offend them. I don't want to do this. Stop being a baby, being a little pansy about it, and go in there and tell them, hey, look, Jesus Christ is the truth. Jesus Christ is the way, and you might not be down with it. Invite them to church and just be quiet. You ain't got to do nothing else. But stop waiting on people who owe the feelings. Tell these people the truth. What if they ain't here tomorrow? So get them say, and how about healing? Right? You don't have to live sick. That was part of redemption. He wants you to be well. And then what? He don't want you to be broke. He don't want you to have financial struggles. That's redemption. Poverty. Everybody say poverty. Sickness. Spiritual death. That's redemption. That's the big three. That's the big three. You want to know the biggest three reasons why? The big, I'm a, you can quote me. The biggest three reasons why Jesus went to the cross was so you can go to heaven, you can live well in your body and the earth, and you can be rich in it. And that was all his idea. And then people are going to get mad at you. That was the three big. That's redemption. That's Galatians chapter 3. Redeem me from the curse. Why in the heaven would he tell you uh, on the cross, he became poor so you could become rich? Why would you even talk like that on the cross? Why? And stop telling me it's a rich in life. Be quiet, man. Ain't rich in life. He said, I became poor so you could become rich. And let me tell you right here now. It was funny. You know, he said it. Your partner yesterday said it. When we were talking, you said something. He said, when you talk about finance, he goes, boy, money makes the world go around, don't it? Did you hear? Right? Did it, it's the truth. Nobody's being weird, but you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody's like, we got to talk about it in the church. They talk about it in business. I thought that was funny. He said, money makes the world go around. It's funny how much we need it. And uh, see, people understand. People that value money understand you have to value it. It doesn't own you or control you, but you have to value it. Money makes the world go around. You don't think so? You think so? They don't care who dies, bro. They could care less who dies. They could care less who they're killing. You think the world cares? They care about money, bro. It's the God of the earth. It's called mammon. You ain't working for mammon. You taking the mammon and turning it into a blessing, baby. Amen. That's why God wants you to take all that mammon out of the earth and put it in the kingdom. You're a weapon to get kingdom resources. Right. You understand? That's a ministry. Amen. I'm going out there taking mammon and turning it into a blessing. That's why God, why? Because he can't, he got, preach to God. Man, you can't, I went on the other side of India. I was on the other side of nowhere. I said, how in the heaven, they all knew Coca-Cola, Shaquille O'Neal, sports, Michael Jordan. I said, how do you know this stuff, man? You can't even get no internet out here. The power going off every day. 
in the middle of the day for hours. Oh, you ain't got no fans. No, it's hot, 110 million degrees. How you people doing this? They're like, Coca-Cola. I'm like, how in the heaven do billboards, TV? Coca-Cola evangelized the world with money. That's how you get it out. How you find a middle of South, I went to South Africa. I was in the middle of the bush. I went all the way down there. I left the pretty place. I went out in the township. They all knew everything. They ain't got no TV. Yeah. Living in a grass shack, man. Got look like a look like a whacked out little cardboard, cardboard, cardboard. I said, how do you kids know this stuff? Middle in Honduras in the back of nowhere, man, feeding homeless kids. They all knew all that stuff. Coca-Cola, Michael Jordan. I said, how do you know this? Money. Evangelized the world through advertising. Guess how you're going to advertise Jesus? Same way, baby. They don't want to hear it. Oh, no, God's going to just do it in a cloud of pixie dust. No, God's going to need money. And he's going to raise up end-time financiers. Come on. To have the resources go, God, my money's your money. Hey, come on, somebody. My blessing's your blessing. Watch what happens to your pockets. I'll tell you what he do. He'll stretch you out. And I understand you got to start where you're at. It ain't, it, no, it's not, but it's got to take care of your family. Come on, you got to take care of what you got to take care of. You know what I'm saying? You got to take care of your spiritual responsibility. And you ain't laying up nothing. And don't, don't lay up with your treasure where moth and rust can come in and eat it. You're laying up your treasure in heaven. So you, everything you give to God is what you get to keep in the future. Whatever you keep in the earth is over the minute you leave. How about you start living with that mentality? Everything you give to God is the only thing you can keep for you. You know how they say you can't take your money with you? Yes, you can. I never said that a day in my life. They say, you can't take your money with you. Yes, you can. You cannot take earthly money with you, but you could take up every seed you sowed in the earth for your heavenly realm because my seed is speaking into my future even in heaven. Come on, somebody. My resource is building me another wing on that mansion in heaven. I'm going to live fat, baby. You're going to want to come to my house and be like, hey, that's where I live, over there on a cliff overlooking that place. How you get that house, man? Because I wasn't eating ding-dongs in the earth. I was sowing them. Come on, somebody. Come on, let's go. Build up for eternity. Don't just look now. You guys know. You guys know this. And look, I told them in the financial seminar, you're going to give what you were going to give the minute you came in this room today. This is tithing. But I need you to know you're doing the right thing. Because ever have a moment in life like, man, am I doing the right thing by giving all this money? You know what I'm Sometimes you ever think like that? Like, man, there better be a heaven when I get leave this earth. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm coming back and punching Pastor Chris right in the head. Told me there's going to be a mansion up here. I'm dead and now there ain't nothing over here. I'm in heaven. It's boring. <laughs> ain't no mansion. Ain't no espresso. What's going on here? Living on a lily pad, just hanging out in a grassy field. This is boring. Playing with sheep. This is dumb. If I would have known this, I would have used that money. <laughs> hey, he told you the streets of gold, the diamonds in the wall, baby. I didn't say it. He told us. So it's got to be real. It is. You know what I'm saying. But every once in a while, you got that. Especially when you got it in your pocket, you're like, maybe I can keep some of this. Maybe heaven isn't as good as they keep telling me. <laughs> no, you don't want to keep it in here. Get rid of it. Sow it to heaven. Amen. Hold your seat in your hand. Say this out loud. Here come the ushers. Praise be to God. Quick, sharp, bright. Chris, you're looking good for 1030, bro. You fixed it up. Amen. Hold your seat in your hand. Say this out loud. Say, oh, four ways to give her on the screen. 386-968-1103. Sometimes I overskip that. 386-968-1103, relevantfl.org slash giving and relevant dollar sign FL. It's all on the screen. You know how to do it. If not, somebody will help you. Amen. Hold your seat in your hand. Say this out loud. Say, Jesus, Jesus. thank you for the opportunity to give. Thank you for the harvest that's on the way. All I see in my future is prosperity. And thank you 
for mystery manna coming my way. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Woo, that makes me happy. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let's go to Psalm. Today I want to talk to you about gratitude. Let's go to Psalms 100, verse 1, Passion Translation. Did you like this last week? Hey, thanks for letting me go, man. We blew it up. Atlanta was on fire. Preached a bunch of meetings. Everybody, people got saved, delivered, filled with the Holy Ghost. It was good. You know what I mean? Seeing the gospel move. How many like the video, right? The video is kind of like, you didn't watch the video? The video, video Sunday. I got great preachers in here, people that can handle stuff. And we're going to start using them even, you know, more. But, you know, this was, it was a week, you know, we had some stuff going on. It was a lot of stuff. I said, let me just take care of this thing and rock and roll. But I really wanted to start the series with you guys having an attitude of thanksgiving and gratitude and all that. So last week was really good. Here's what I want you to do. Look at Psalms 100 verse 1. You see that scripture? So pop that over there. It says, lift up a great shout of joy to the Lord. Go ahead and do it, everyone, everywhere. So they're saying, get some praise. How many of you got the element of praise and worship in your time with God? Look, verse 2, you better, because here's what he told you, look, keep going. As you serve him, be glad, worship him, sing your way into his presence with joy. Now write that down. Write that down. Point number one, are you singing your way into God's presence? Now, if you ain't, God does not have to respond to you. See, this is what I got to get you to understand about God. God, some church makes it weird, like, oh, just come to God. Like what? There's no requirement of how you come to God? Yeah, there is. He told you to posture to... God, remember these words. Lucas paying attention. Praise God. Come on. God, remember these words. God, 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 he got a VIP seat over there. God, remember these words. God has given you a posture to enter into his presence. If you don't posture right, you might not get in. Come on, you know what I'm saying? God's like, enter in here and sing it. I don't feel like singing, God. I ain't answering the door. Now, maybe some of the problems we got is we don't enter into God's presence. Because here's a word, and I'm going to do a series on it. I love it. You want to know what it is? Protocol. We do not understand heaven's protocol. And there is one, and it's unwritten laws that are not natural that you better figure out. Because if you don't understand it, heaven don't move. I should write a book about it. I would go deep there. Because I'd be like, I love it. Because it's order. God has an order. God's not a mystery. Things that God does are mysteries, but God is not a mystery. He's very easy to figure out. You just got to follow his order. Follow the protocol. So there's a posture entering into God's presence. You get that? Now, I don't understand God. He don't make no sense with this. Sing? You ever hear me sing? It ain't good. I told him in the morning service, he should have said, some of you sing that could sing, but everybody else shout. It would have been great. I'd get in no problem because I'm loud. Hey, shout. Hey, open up. Yeah. Sing. Are you crazy? So obviously, now watch this now. You want to know why God wants you to sing? Because you don't want to do it. It's, an, it's a willfulness of your yielding to him in humility and surrendering. Ain't that cool? Yes. So God said this. You want my presence? Do it the way I told you to do it. If you don't do it the way I told you to do it, you don't deserve to get it. Church ain't going to tell you that. Oh, God loves you. Yeah, God loves you, but he ain't going to put up with you anyway serving him. You understand that? Well, I don't want to sing. Well, then you don't deserve God's presence. How about that? Well, I'm going to come why I want to come. Well, do what you want to do. How has that been working out for you? See, I'm going to tell you the way it is. So you start talking protocol. See, military people, you love this. And it's good because you follow protocol in everything you do. You do not get out of protocol because then you get in trouble. Church people can't stand it because you have this Western mentality of sloppy religion 
called following God that I don't like because you want to know what? It's a bunch of baloney because God ain't got to put up with your junk. Well, praise be to God. Welcome to church. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? God ain't got to put up with your junk. Well, I'm just going to do what I want to do, God, and you're going to deal with it. No, God's going to tell you how to enter his presence properly because he's God. See, I got to shift the room a little bit because, like, well, I didn't know this. Well, guess what? The only reason why you don't want to go in there singing is I just told you how to get into his presence. Well, maybe you don't want to get in bad enough. So now what do you got to do? Put the element of worship in your prayer time. Praise you, Lord. You ain't got to sing no great song. I worship you, Jesus. Look, he's going to show you what the password is. is praise. Serve him. Be glad. And we realize this really means we have the privilege of worshiping him. You see that? That's what I'm saying. Like, God, man, we got that privilege. Well, stop making this thing look like, oh, this is a struggle. It's not a struggle. It's a privilege. It's a privilege to worship God. Amen? And realize what this really means. We got the privilege of worshiping him. He's our creator. Watch verse 4. You can what? Pass through his open gates with the password of praise. What's that mean? Did you read it? How you get in there? Password of what? What's a password? How many got a password for your phone? What happened you ain't got the password? Can't get in. Don't that sound like God? What'd he say? What's the password to get into heaven's presence? Praise. What happens if I don't show up with some praise? I ain't got the password. You're locked out. You know, you got that door at the house, you know, ain't got no keys no more for nothing. Some of you got keys, but I got this thing, you know, you punch a code and beep, thing opens. Kids got a code. I got a code. They know who comes in. Somebody come over, got a code. What else? Hey, I give you the numbers, and you don't punch them in right. You don't get in the house. Hello? Did he give you the password? What's the password? Praise. Yeah, that's one. Praise. Why are you praising God? I don't praise God. I don't worship God. Well, you better start praising and worship. You want his presence? Go in here and start thinking. Well, you know what? I ain't got nothing to be thankful about. Yeah, you do. You breathing? You know what I'm saying? Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, I know some of you can say, well, that's not my demeanor. Well, then, I don't know why. You, 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 know, you, know, you know what is this? Let me explain to you. God did not create you broken. If you choose to stay broken, it's not your demeanor. Create a culture of praise and get thankful to God, and you change your whole life. I don't tell you you got to sing like an angel. Just be thank, thank you, God. Pray. Here's my singing in praise. Thank you, God. You know what my work, one of my praises? Thank you. Thank you. He told you in the Bible, for the Lord is good, his mercy endures forever. That's how they praise God in Deuteronomy. He said, the Lord is good. This is praise. The Lord is good, his mercy endures forever. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm happy I can come into your presence. What's that? Did that take a lot? He didn't tell you got to sing like, you know, the tabernacle choir or something like that. Some of you can. Can you sing? You can run, though. You fast. You faster? They're quick. Ooh, I see a race in the future. Huh. Yeah, they got abilities. They can run. They can, they, they can fly. They run real quick, both of them. They run track. But you know what I'm saying? You got to know God designed you to worship him. So stop making excuses why you can't. Well, that's not my demeanor. You can't walk in there and say, thank you, God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God is good. Thank you, Jesus. So I'm saying, how are you coming in God's presence? You ain't got the password. He ain't got to give you access. Access denied. That's what some of you do when showing up in heaven. Well, I'm, I'm just, God, God, they told me I got to do this at church, so I'm here. God's like, don't do me no favors. God's like, no, figure it out on yourself. Go for it. That's what, because you know why? You prideful. 
coming in like, oh, I, I'm not going to do what he asked me to do. That's pride. Did the pastor give you instruction? Yes, I did. Boy, I'll tell you, this place, if you can make it through this place, you're really saved. No, I'm serious. You're really saved. Because pastors don't talk to you like this. They're trying to keep you. <laughs> so, like, don't get them mad. They might get mad if you tell them the truth. I just read the Bible to you. There ain't no other way around it. My delivery might be a little bit like, oh, great. But did I, what's the password to get into God's presence? What happens if you don't praise God? Okay, there you go. It's like a real simple test. It's not hard. I could pass this one. Show up and praise me. You can get in. Don't praise me. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to get in. Oh, dang, man. I'm like, Thank you, God. Hallelujah. All right, I got that. I got it. What's next? You see what I'm saying? So, like, guys, don't complicate it. Maybe some of the stuff you need from God is not happening because you're not entering into God's presence right. Why do we got to go and say, well, I want to try to do it a different way? What is wrong with us? Just find out the way he said to do it and do it. Don't be so hard-headed. Come on. Right? We love the Bible, but my God in heaven, when are we going to start doing it? I love the word of God, except when it makes me change. <laughs> What? What's gratitude? Write this down. Gratitude will change the spirit of a person. It makes you vibrant and whole. Okay? Ungrateful people may be smart, but they are totally out of balance. Because you got to lose this ungrateful attitude. Now, we live in a society that is totally ungrateful. And let me tell you, these kids, the world's brainwashing them. They ain't grateful for Jack. Now, I'm going to tell you something, right? This is funny. I was laughing about this. My Nate, I don't want to say too much, but somebody around where I live, the lady, she sweeps the street. She does. I told the kids, grandma made me do that. You know, your mother made me do that. You don't, you, yes, she did. She took that big bristle broom with those big old brown bristles and said, go sweep the sweet. I said, sweep the sweet? What am I, like the street sweeper? This don't make no sense. She told me in the front of the house, she said, you get that broom and you sweep the street. The street, the public, not the pieces they own, you sweep it. And you sweep it this way, and don't go down that. She never wanted me going down the end of the road because the turn over there, they used to tell me I was to take my big wheel. Sometimes I get crazy. And she used to yell at me. But I push this through. I push this way. My neighbor, somebody around me, she does it. You know what it is? Now, I'm going to tell you something right now. Don't get mad. Foreign people. Proud of what they got. With people like that, they immigrated. Grandpa, grandpa immigrated over, come over. I'm not getting political. Just hear my mouth. Grateful for what they got. Grateful for the concrete. That ain't even theirs because they got something. Yeah. Neighbor, they watch. The kids will tell you. They're like, what is she doing? She's up this block, man, with this thing in the middle of the road. Grateful. Grateful for the people that fought for your freedom. Grateful for the people that. Grateful. You got a bunch of kids now. Oh, every ungrateful mess. Taught by their rebellious parents and jacked up society. Everybody owed something. And life don't owe you jack. Be grateful. And you're going to have to create a culture of gratitude in your house for your kids because this world ain't teaching them nothing. And it's not the teacher's responsibility. You know what I'm saying? Because half them whacked out, probably had a, they don't know how to do it. You know, everybody blaming the, oh, the teacher, the teacher. I, I, I had a teacher. That joker smacked me with a dowel. Yeah, he did. Told me, saw my mouth was getting crooked. He told me, let's have a sword fight. I said, all right, bro, we're going to fight with dowels because I was in carpentry. Can you believe it? 
I was following him in Jesus' footsteps. I tell Jerry this story. He said, I was popping off the mountain. That was a big mountain. You know, like, hey, yeah, just clap, rah, rah, rah. He said, oh, let's have a sword fight. Sarno, get up, have a sword fight. Mr. Rossi, remember? I said, yeah, what you want? Said, let's fight, bro. Right? I pulled that big old fat dowel out. Because you had dowels, you know, you, Jerry knows what I'm talking about. Because that joker never, you ain't touching no power tools. You can forget it. You guys will get that when you're a senior. You don't know how to do nothing. I said, you're frustrated, Bob Vila. He did not like that. They said, get your dowel. He said, I pulled that dowel out. Tony, I thought, slick Rick. I said, man, I'm a James Brown you. Come on, man. I feel good. He said, no, no, no. Before we fight, we got to touch swords. I said, oh, let's go, bro. He took that thing went, pow, right down the rail. Smack me in my hand. He said, you pop your mouth off again like that. I said, I ain't say nothing for the rest of the year, bro. I cannot feel my finger. <laughs> he smacked the living tar out of me. He probably get in trouble. But you know what? 30 years later, I'll still talk about Mr. Rossi smacking me with a dowel. Shut your mouth, you big mouth. Come on, right? See what I'm saying? They can't do that no more. They can't do that no more. I'm glad he did. The, the Mason teacher next door never liked me. Oh, he never like, you big mouth, you. Wait till you come, I'll hit you with a brick. I was like, I ain't going near you. Why? Because, listen, no one's going to raise up the standard in your home but you with the attitude of gratitude. And if your kids are looking at you and you're ungrateful or something like that, you got to get the gratitude God's talking about. There's always something good to see in life. Stop being so negative. Come on. Now, look at this. Resist the pressure. Write this down. Resist the pressure not to take time to show someone you're grateful. There's right. What do you, oh, man, you know what? Man, they mean something to me. But what do we do? We resist it because what? We make excuses why we're not going to do it. When was the last time you, you were grateful and picked up the phone and thanked somebody or grat- gave somebody gratitude? For something they did. Or you reach out to somebody. What do we do? We talk ourselves out of it, don't we? Oh, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to do that. Because if I do that, it's going to look silly. You talk yourself attitude. Uh, uh, you talk yourself out of having an attitude of gratitude. I don't know why we do it, but we do it. Don't we do it? Boy, I really like, oh, I should really, I should, and then we don't do it. And then what happens next? We forget about it. You remember when somebody was gracious to you and full of gratitude and said thank you or did something to go out of their way? You remember how that made you feel? That's what you're robbing other people from. Experiences to feel what you felt when you felt gratitude come your way. How much does it mean to you? Come on, man. Think of this. Or am I ungrateful? Oh, God, you haven't done nothing this last hour. Ain't we like that? You know, there was a story I was going to read. It was kind of funny. Like, it was, it was kind of funny little thing. I'll give you the gist of it. Guy got up, and on Monday, he asked for something. God did it. God did it on Tuesday. God did it on Wednesday. God did it on Thursday. God did everything he asked. And Friday, he woke up, and it seemed like God didn't do what he did. And what's the first thing he did? He said, God, where are you? Ain't that our attitude? God did it on Monday. God did it on Tuesday. First thing, don't look like God's doing. Next thing you know, you're ungrateful. Next thing you know is you don't have the patience, right? Next thing you know is you got this wrong attitude. Now everything's fall, everything's no good. My life's a miserable mess. Oh, this, that, and the other thing. Come on, what happens when we get gratitude? Remember this, right? Watch, people lost the art of saying thank you. When you're grateful and show honor towards the people in your life you should, their words become part of you instead of you just being heard by them. I'm going to say again. When you're grateful and show honor towards the people in your life, their words become part of you instead of just being heard by you. Ain't that part? Ain't it good? Their words become part of you instead of being heard. That's mentorship. 
Let me, I'll read it to you like the way I seen it in the morning. Let me show you something right here now. This is so good. This is the key. This, you better pay attention. This is a miracle key right here. This is like miracle key. You guys that are doing it, these, guys, these kids will figure it out. This is, this is, some of you, some of you, you, you don't pay attention to church. That's why you don't get none. No, you really don't. You're too busy doing stuff you shouldn't do. Well, but I'll tell you, right, nuggets go by, change your life. Not everybody, but some of you. So you, you got to really pay attention because you ch- get this in your spirit, it'll fix you. Think of this. When you're great, see how, see how it shifted? See how the power of attention just showed up? That's how you get stuff. Because God, let me tell you something. Man, I'll tell you something about God. You know what? I know God a whole lot better than I give myself credit, but I don't know nothing about him. So it keeps me in the right spot. Let me tell you something about him. You, you, you really realize he don't, he don't even speak in atmospheres because nobody's listening. So he doesn't say nothing good. You don't even realize what's going over your head all day long with God because you ain't paying attention. So don't be like that. Get, let me tell you something about God. He does the first moment you don't incline towards him when he's speaking, he stops speaking. He lifts because you grieve him. And the Holy, Holy Spirit is the most sensitive person. Listen to me. You think people are sensitive? The Holy Spirit is the most sensitive person on the face of the earth. You've never met anybody like him. He doesn't like anything. He doesn't like anything that's, that's out of that realm of where God placed it. He lifts. He moves. Very particular. Compassionate, loving, caring, but particular. You want to know where he's most particular? Where you can give him what he wants, but you choose not to. That's when he's gone like a vapor. You know what I'm saying? He's like, and I can tell by the room who's a listener and who's not. You've already revealed yourself. It's not my judgment, though, because your season might come. But he knows everybody's heart. So someone's like, why am I in this? You're in it because you choose to be. Because you still haven't let let it down yet. Because you think you know. You don't know. Let him show you. Let him teach you. He's a master at taking you to another level. How can you do this in a room? It's not my voice doing it. It's his presence. Somebody could be like, oh, you can go up, down, wherever you want. It ain't going to change the room. He changes the room with his presence because he confirms what I'm saying with his presence. If he didn't like what I was saying, he would be gone. That's what, how do you know you're right? I'm 100% right. I know I'm 100% right with what I'm talking about just by what I feel when I say it. Not because I'm in, it's internal, but what comes. That's how you know you're on it. You ever talk and you know you're not on it? And you're like, eh, this is all right, but this ain't on it. And you don't really have the confirmation on the inside. You know what you're talking about, so you steer clear of it. You ever been on it so good it starts getting red hot and burning? You know you're right. There's a difference. You see it? That's how you're led. That's when you disconnect. I could be talking about stuff. I don't, I, I don't go near it. Why? Because I don't know what I'm talking about. So get away from it in certain seasons. So, so pull this in and get this. Because you're getting You're doing really good. This, this atmosphere, this atmosphere, I create an atmosphere most people can't stay in. Not because I choose to, but because of the weight. You pay me to be this good. I haven't even started talking yet. This ain't about me. Last three days have been really hard for me because every time I'm talking, I don't want people looking at me. Now I know what Brother Hagin was saying. He wouldn't speak. There was times and seasons you guys weren't there. 
The nemesis were there. There's times and seasons he wouldn't say something, and all we did was want him to talk, but he wouldn't talk because I knew it. And somebody said to him, he thinks the attention is going to come on him, and he doesn't want the attention on him. So he wants the attention to be on him. So what you do as a minister is you sometimes get in the way of not saying things you have to say because you don't want people looking at you because it looks like you're talking about you. I've come to the conclusion, I'd rather get smacked on the other side. I'm going to say it anyway. If you don't know where to place it, that's on you. But I sure ain't going to limit your life where it can go because I don't want to say nothing. I'm not better than him. He's a million times better than me. I'm not even a quarter of the man he was, never will be. But understand what I'm saying. I know what I got to tell you to get where you, where you want to go. Now, if you don't want to go, that's on you. But I ain't going to hold it back just because I want to be cute. And I sure ain't going to hold it back because I'm worried about numbers. Because the stuff you leave here with this room will change your life forever. You'll live a better life. Let me tell you something. Some of you don't even look the same from the day you walked in here. I ain't playing with it. What do I care? I'll say, if I take one of you, I'll take all of you. I don't care. You know what I'm saying. So listen to what I'm saying. When you're gratitude or grateful and show honor towards your mentorship or what you're listening to, their words become part of you instead of just being heard by you. That's what you do with God. You're not saying that word to anybody else in the room but me. So I'm taking it. Because if you're going to give it, it's mine. And that's when the things I tell you become part of you because you ain't critiquing where it's coming from. You just take it for yourself. You see it? That's how you become one with thought. It comes out and say, that's what the Bible said? I believe it. You said it? Okay, I'm taking it. It ain't, it ain't your words no more. They're mine. It's not your revelation. Now it's mine. That's how he does it. So I'm saying? So that's why it's important, because gratitude starts becoming an atmosphere you live in. Isn't that cool? Did you get all that? The bunny trails, everybody likes the bunny trails. The bunny trails are where you learn. You pull that in, so you go, no, that's my word. You'll surpass me. That's what I'm trying to get you to see, but if you don't give people the power to go, they'll never go for it. You got to do it. You got to talk big. You guys got it. You know what I'm saying? Did that make sense? It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not my word now. It became your word. That's how you get it. You see it? Somebody, somebody gives it up and says, take it. You go, okay, that's mine now. Now, because of the value and honor you put on it in gratitude, it becomes yours. It becomes one with you. It's, the, it's really, you know what it is? It's the, it's the power of the rhema spoken word of God. It's not, it's, not, it's not just a word like logos. It's rhema. It's what? Revelation knowledge that you take and then you just put it in you. I don't got, like, it's like this. Okay, watch this. All right, I don't have the wisdom you guys have on the job, okay? But the moment I come to you and submit to you, I can do what you do even though I don't know how to do it because you're going to do it. So now it's yours. See what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah. So I come in and go, you run it. I'm just going to get the benefits of what you're running, but because I submitted myself to it, I'm part of it. I don't even know how to do it. See what I'm saying? I come in, I just, what, what do I do, bro? You like hold the board, hold the board. Now I'm rolling like he rolls. Doing what he does. Going another level. You see this? It's the same thing in here. Say, look, I go with you. Wiring like, hey, wiring Jack. I'm going to hold the ladder. We just finished the project. What did you do? Held the ladder all day. That's it, man. It's submitting and going in. Now I know what he knows. I got 30 years experience. I just showed up first day on the job. Now you don't act like that guy because you're humble and you go, I'm just here to help. That's what you do with this word. Eat it. He said, mystery manna, that's mine. He said, I can, I can. He said, put it in, take it. I'm taking it. 
I'm going to be what you said I can be. I'm going to do what you said I can do. I can have what you said I can have. Why? Because that's, you, you, that's what God wants me to have. And God ain't coming down here telling you, take this, do this. I know what his word says, but half the time you read the word, you reject it because you don't feel qualified. But you get qualified by somebody in earth degree and say, it's yours. And you go, praise be to God. If you said it's mine, it's mine. See it? That's, a, that's brilliant right there. Not me, but you know what I'm saying? That's how you change your life. Because everybody else in the room is going, not for me. Okay. You got to take it. Why? Because gratitude finishes in you what faith started in you. Yeah. That's it right there. That's what he's saying, right? Gratitude finishes in you what faith started in you. Did you get that? Thank you. Thank you. Sarah, I'm going to let you go because I got to go. We, we got in here this morning, didn't we? A little bit. You know? You guys all got into worship mode. Here you go. Write these down. These are added. Oh, can I read this? You got to read this Luke 7, 36. This is so good. I can't let you leave with it. This is the best part of the day. This literally is the best part of the day. Right? And then I'm going to give you a couple points. You got to see this. Right? Luke 7, 36. Look up there. Um, I think we're going to go into King James. Right? You know, it's it, with Simon. You need to read this. Can we all give me like two minutes of attention and really pull this story in? This story will change your life. Everybody ready? Can everybody just give me, like, give me like five minutes of focus? The more you focus, the more I can take it. Ready? And Simon said this, will you come and hang out with me? And Jesus said, no problem. And behold, the woman in the city, which was a sinner, she was a prostitute. When she knew that Jesus was coming into Simon's house, she brought an alabaster box of ointment. And she stood at the feet behind him weeping. And she began to wash his feet with tears. And she wiped him with the hair of her head, and she kissed his feet and anointed him with ointment. Can you not picture this? This makes you want to cry, man, right? Here's this prostitute. She's, she's a nobody. She's broken. She's, 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 she's devastated. But Jesus is coming to the house. Instead of critiquing it, instead of trying to figure it out, she just puts gratitude forward. And she came, and the woman... In this city, which was a sinner, she knew that Jesus was coming. She brought the best box of ointment she can get and stood at his feet behind him weeping. And washing his feet with her tears, she wiped away his tears with her hair. And she kissed his feet and she anointed them. Now when Simon, which has been in and seen and spake with himself, he said, man, this guy can't be a prophet. Because if he was a prophet... He, and he knew what man or woman this was touching him, he would know she's a sinner. I said, man, ain't that something? Ain't that something? Instead of being caught up with the attitude of gratitude, he's critiquing the person bringing it. Ain't that religion for you all day long? Instead of coming with the right heart and right posture to be who you're supposed to be, religion critiques who's the vessel bringing it. You know what's funny about Jesus? I said this, man, it broke me this morning. I don't think he really cares who brings it. He's just grateful that somebody's giving him gratitude. And he likes it. He looked at lepers and they all left. He says, where's the other nine? When one came back to say thank you. Come on, somebody. Look, she's broken. She's devastated. It's a, it's a messed up situation. We understand it. And look what he says. Now when the Pharisees which laid the bid him, saw himself this man, he said he was a prophet. If he knew he was a prophet, he wouldn't let her touch him. And Jesus said, Simon. I got something against you. 
He goes, Master, stay on. There was a creditor which had two debtors. One owed him 500 pieces of silver, another 50. But they have nothing to pay, and he forgave them both. Which one do you think will love the most? Simon answered, said, obviously the one that was forgiven the most. He said, you said the right thing. He turned to the woman and said, Simon, you see this woman? I entered into your house, and you didn't give me nothing. You didn't give me no water for my feet. But you know what she did? She washed my feet with her tears, and she wiped them with her hair. You didn't give me no kiss when I entered into the door, but this woman, since I came in, she hasn't stopped kissing my feet. I walked in. You didn't anoint my head, but not only did she anoint my head, she anointed my feet. Wherefore I said to you, her sins, which are many, they're forgiven, for she loved much, but whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. What do you think he's saying? You think he's saying you got to be, then I ask myself the greatest question of all. Didn't we all get forgiven for the same thing? Is your sin greater than mine? No. Sin is sin. You sinned a lot. I sinned a little. You're an expert sinner. I'm an advocate. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 how are you going to figure it out? I don't Sin is sin in my book, ain't it? Sin is sin in God's book, so you're a professional sinner and I'm a novice. What do you, you get more forgiveness? No. Here's what he's saying. He's saying this. He's saying, look, everybody's been forgiven, but the person that understands how much they've been forgiven, they're the person that shows up with gratitude. You, you got a revelation of how much you've been forgiven? Let me see your gratitude. I'll show you your revelation of how much you've been given because you ain't may know, maybe you don't know it yet. Look what it says. I'm going to read this thing to you, and I'll give you these little quick little quick little nuggets because you got to take like little thumb, thumb indexes for you to run with. Look at it. It says in the message, you don't have to go there. It says, impressive, isn't it? She was forgiven many, many sins, and so she is very, very grateful. If the forgiveness is minimal, the gratitude is minimal. That's based upon your revelation. Do you know how much you've been forgiven? You say, it's hard for me to worship God. You don't know how much you've been forgiven. It's hard for me to give God praise. You don't, don't critique my praise because you don't know the hell I walk through. Come on, somebody. You ever watch somebody getting buck wild and giving a shout? And get, You don't know. Don't, don't critique it because you don't know what they've been through. Guess what? The better revelation you got of what you've been forgiven of, the louder your shout is. Come on, somebody. Come on. Because what? We were all sinners here saved by grace. You know what I'm saying? You didn't get no more than I got. You got less. You got dead. You didn't. No, no, no. We all been forgiven with the same magnitude. The level of gratitude is based upon the revelation of you understanding how good God's been to you. That's why I got to thank you, God. That's why I got to praise the Lord. That's why I got to hallelujah. That's why when heaven says, I say glory to God. Why? Because I don't really care what hell's trying to do. I already know what heaven gave me. It ain't going to fix my praise. Critique it less than. Write this down. I'm going to give me real quick, 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 quick. Write these down. Just a handful because you got to run with these. Okay? Here we go. Ready? Write them down just real fast. They help you. Okay? And I'm, I, I think they're just, I'm going to give you four of them. Cause I did. Write this down. Number one, remember how much gratitude pleases God. You're not doing it because of you. You're doing it because it pleases God. Gratitude pleases God. Write that down. Number one, why do I give God? Because it pleases God. How many of you? Want to please God. Gratitude pleases God. So you're not doing it for you. It pleases God. You're going out of your way for what God wants. So I become a person of gratitude. Come on, when you say thank you to your wife, it, does it really please you? It pleases her. Come on, right? When you say thank you, you call up, you act, do something kind. Does it, really, it blesses you, but you know what I'm saying. 
It does. So somebody in the morning service, I was, I was, I leaned over that way, and you guys have been gracious. You guys are the best. But somebody did something special. They went and made something, and like made it, handmade it. You know, like I made this for you, Pastor. I was like, my God, I didn't even know what it was. And I was like, oh my God, it was really cool. And I said, thank you, man. I mean, that was so, that was like so time consuming for you to do something like that. I was, gra- I was grateful. You know what I'm saying? It really like I was like, oh my God, man, how thoughtful. You know, and I'm not. That's not a plug. You know what I'm saying? It was like I was like, oh my God. It made me feel, you know what it makes people feel? It makes people feel good. But guess what? The recipient goes, wow, you thought about me like that? Send somebody a text. Do something. I didn't say you got to go make something, but go be, man, it blesses you. You bless me. You guys all bless me. Just by your attention. You see that? That's all this is. Go pay attention to somebody. Go pay attention to somebody you've been overlooking. Man, I'm going to tell you what. I'm real sharp about trying to be like that. Like, you know, like people that just are almost are just like almost. Let me tell you something. You know where I really learned that? I'm not going to be, I don't want to be like touchy, but at the homeless ministry. I really learned that, man. Because these guys had no one talking to them. It was so weird. I was like, what is wrong with these guys? Like, I was like, what's up? They were like starved. And I noticed like, it wasn't wrong in a bad way. I said, nobody talks to them. Yeah, nobody pays attention. Nobody wants to sit down and talk because what do you got to say, bro? It was really sad. So I make I would I would always try to reprogram my head going in there like man, pay, make sure you're in the moment with people because you're busy. You know, sometimes you're, you know, it's running around. I'd be like, hey, you know, try to find out because people just want somebody to care about them. That's all. Cool, right? So hey, just make sure you notice that when I give God, gratitude to somebody else, God takes pleasure in it. Right? Two. Right? Just now, and there's four of them. Lauren's gonna come play. Come on, somebody. Avoid complaining at all costs. It's the biggest barrier of gratitude there is. Stop complaining. Don't we love to complain? I love to complain. You know what I mean? Like, if I do it, I do it, like, full throttle. Don't you? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm a, I'm a part-time coach at the football game. Like, why does he do this? <laughs> and I'll tell you every reason why I'm right. I would have made a great lawyer. Man, if this thing didn't work, I would have been great. I would win every case. I'm like, why are we doing this? And it's really, I'm complaining. <laughs> But I'm good at repentance, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to argue my case, you know, like, oh, my God, stop complaining. We're professionals at it. We're quick to complain. It's not really. And how many of you have been around a complainer? You know what I mean? How many of you know a chronic complainer? Oh, my God, how's that atmosphere? Right? You ever been around somebody positive? We were just laughing about your sister. She's so positive. She's so great to be around. I'm trying to keep her. I don't want her to get on a plane and go home. Right? Why? Because when you get around people that are positive, it's like energy in a room. It's kind of like life. It's like, yes. You ever been around somebody that's so, I got a couple people that are so positive. I'm like, you're either a really good liar or a serial killer. Because how can you be, you're either, <laughs> I want to pray for you. You either lie real well or you might be demented. I need a prayer. Right? Like, I'm like, oh, it's okay. What do you mean it's okay? Place is like burning the ground. It'll be okay. We'll build a new one. I'm like, what? How can you be this calm? You ever been around somebody like that? There's a couple of people that I know that are like that. Boy, but don't you want to be in their presence? You ever been around a really sweet people all the time? Oh my God, aren't they cool? Don't you ever been around? How many have been around a complainer? How many of you are a complainer? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. No, no, no. <laughs> you. you know what I say? That atmosphere is miserable. Number three, write this down real quick. I'm going to let you go. Make a personal choice to rejoice. Come on, man. I'm going to get up. It's going to be good. Come on. Come on. I'm 20 pounds fatter. Come on. I could have been 30. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Turn it around. Come on. 
I had one guy, I used to have one guy, this is, this is really bad, it's going to go a little dark and then we're going to come back into the light, but I had one guy, he's like, Pastor Chris, man, I'm smoking pot, but I'm not smoking as much pot as I was. I was like, that's a win, let's go, bro. Put down the pot, let's go, yes. I had one guy tell me, I'm drinking 20 beers a week, and I said, is this like an accomplishment? They're like, what are you trying? No, I went from 20 to 15. I'm like, that's a win. That's a win. Let's go from 15 to none. The guy don't drink no more. I'm telling you, it's the God's honest truth. Look, let's look at some place to rejoice. Come on. Come on. I know it's funny, but it's true, right? Everything's negative, 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 negative. No, come on. Come on. Let's get positive. Find a place to rejoice. Come on. Come on. You're not convincing me. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Come on. You're married and you're miserable. Come on. It could get a whole lot worse. Come on. Just be happy you're married. Come on. I don't know. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in love. I'm told, I'm, ooh, I got butterflies like all in here. I got so many butterflies in here. I'm a walking butterfly. <laughs> Come on. Last one. Develop the daily discipline of giving God thanks. It's got to become a discipline before it ever becomes a lifestyle. Just thank them. Just before you get up out of bed, most of you guys, when you get up, do you jump right out of bed? If you don't, how about this? From now on, you do that little, like, you're laying down, your alarm goes off, or however you guys do it. How about we start a new thing? How about we start a new thing, right? You're laying down. Here, let's get this on video, right? Here's you. Here's you sleeping. Okay, you in bed? you like, eh. I don't want to get up. Do whatever you do, how you do. And then you do like this. You start living like this. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, I'm still here. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Look over. You know, just like, okay, you're still here too. Praise the Lord. Some of you better make sure that person next to you is your wife, all right, your husband. If it's somebody not supposed to be there, you better repent right there. Like, oh, God, help me, Jesus. I don't got time for that sermon. That's next week. Thank you, Lord. Get your feet out of bed. Woo. Thank you, Lord. I can put my feet on the ground. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I got, I got eyes to see. I got ears to hear. Come on, somebody. I got lungs. I got breath in my lungs. Hey. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You might be a little crickety, but come on, some of you might be a little rickety, but praise God. Thank God. What? Come on, stand up on your feet. Thank the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Before you even get out of bed, and when you go to bed at night, thank you, God, for a great day. Come on, there's always somewhere to give God praise. Come on. Come on. Life is precious. Life is precious. Don't squander it. Come on, every second counts. Every second counts. Make the best of it, okay? Live a life that rejoices. Live a life of gratitude. Live a life of thanks. And most of all, live a life that's pleasing to God with your praise. Amen? And your thanksgiving. Lift your hand in heaven. Father, we just thank you for this morning. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for changing our life and transforming our future. We give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, amen. God bless you guys. Don't forget, sign up for the turkeys because we want to be a blessing. So if you've got a family that's got one, needs one, has to have one, or you want one, make sure you go get it. Amen. God bless you. Don't forget, ladies, tonight, together, all you guys, watch the football game. Hang out. Praise the Lord. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.